We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Is For Podcast. I am always Danger, and I am here with my scoundrel partner in crime, Sarge. Say hi, Sarge. That is correct. I am a scoundrel. I will I will totally live with that one. Yeah, a yellow-bellied scoundrel. No, no, no. Definitely not a coward. I may be a scoundrel, but I'm not a coward. Ah, you know, I don't really feel like yellow-bellied really means coward anymore, but... I feel like it's more relegated. That's what it mean? I feel like it's I mean, more relegated to like old Western terms. I mean, when's the last time you actually heard somebody seriously say "yellow bellied"? I don't know. Last time I heard someone say "ruffian" wasn't all that long ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, if somebody's going to describe you as a ruffian, I'm not going to disagree with them. But you know. So anyway, uh, tonight we are monsterless, and uh, you know, it's not the first time we've been monsterless, but it's going to be a little bit less scary because we have no monster tonight we we have no monster but danger and sarge are here never fear we are here so tonight on the is for podcast we uh we're gonna be talking the letter r and r is for the red dead series not red Uh, dead redemption not red dead redemption 2 and why the sigh please no i keep going no 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 no, why the why the sigh? Why the, the I would say frustrated, but I guess it's uh, more of a disapproving sigh that you gave me. Red Dead had so much potential, mm-hmm. and they just crapped the bed with it. Now, share share why you felt like they crapped the bed. It's like halfway through the game, right? Half halfway through the game. Now you're talking Red it's Dead like One the- or Red Dead Two. Red Dead, the first one. Okay. All right. Okay. So Red Dead Revolver is what I remember it being called back when it first came out. Um, I could be mistaken, but nope. uh, I was all for it. I grew up in the era of spaghetti westerns, Clint Eastwood style stuff, right? Loved it to no end. And I was I was thrilled to get my hands on this game because the guy on the cover looked like old school Clint Eastwood from the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, fistful of dollars for a few dollars more, stuff like that. Yeah. The Dollars Trilogy. Oh, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, like, graphics. The game started. It looked like they put a lot of time and love into it. And then halfway through, it just looked like everyone got bored and just recycled terrain, events, uh, QTE, quick time events even got recycled is what it felt like. So I like I like lost interest in it. So I may have a reason why that happened. Actually, I don't I may not. Uh, may not mean is not the right terminology there. I do have a reason for that. So, are you ready to get into the Red Dead series? Okay. So, before we jump full on into Red Dead, do you remember another game? So, Red Dead Revolver came out for PS2. Do you remember another game for Red Dead uh, for PS2? Excuse me, called Gun. Uh, yellow letters, G U N up at the top. Yeah, yeah, and it I had two that. revolvers, like you know, going up together. Yep, yeah. I loved that game. I played a bit of Red Dead Revolver, and I feel like I had probably the same experience that you did, where it was, it looked great for the time. You know, PlayStation Two 
you know, I felt like they did okay in the beginning and they slowly got better. And then I expected the same thing from PS3 and it kind of just stayed the same the whole time. You know, the PlayStation 1 was the same way as the PS2. But that game, Gun, was so much fun because I loved GTA and I felt like Gun was GTA Western. And until I ended up beating the game entirely and I got the best weapons. I got a mechanical horse that never, you know, had its legs buckle. And that was one of the most fun parts to that game to me was to ride a horse as hard and as long as you could until its legs broke. And then you got flipped off the horse, but you know, uh, we all have different, different kicks, but so rockstar made red dead revolver with Capcom's funding. And I haven't been able to fully find actual confirmation of it but the funding ran out from what i could put together the the funding dried up and so that is uh is the reason why at one point they just kind of recycled terrain got lazy on the story and the graphics and all so oh, yeah you know it was it was them trying to tow the water of the western world like they did in uh in gta you know once they got a hold of gta they made a whole new kind of game and they were trying to do the same thing with red red dead revolver now, Red Dead Revolver did okay. Came out in 2004. According to uh, market research, Red Dead Re- Revolver sold 140 units during June of 04. Lifetime sales of uh, 920,000 by June of 2010. And it really hasn't sold much th- since then. Of course, nobody's really buying PS2 games anymore. I don't know. I would be surprised. I would be more impressed at the numbers for PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, if the game ever got ported over there to see what those numbers would be. Yeah, it uh, it 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 didn't get ported. I don't think it's going to get ported over there because we had got Red Dead Redemption in 2010, and the whole thing about it was uh, the whole Red Dead thing kind of dried up for a bit because Red Dead Revolver wasn't quite the game they wanted it to be, and. It just, it wasn't what they wanted. So they kind of let it sleep for a bit from 2004 to, uh, to, uh, 2010 when they released Red Dead. So Dan Hauser over at, uh, at Rockstar, the only thing he has said as far as the term, the, uh, the, the story is, uh, Redemption is a follow up series, spiritual successor. It happened in the same universe. But there really is no actual connection between the games. I'm sure there's a little well, yeah. They I'm sure there's a little Easter egg somewhere, but there's no actual. Well, connection. when they came out, when they came out with Red Dead Redemption, believe it or not, multiplayer was out before uh, story uh, campaign was out, mm-hmm. and I played the uh, multiplayer. Essentially, GTA with horseshit and gunfire. Yep, is is essentially what that ends up being. But I also played a little bit of multiplayer, and you're right, there is no real continuity between the two. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I've never even really noticed the Easter egg in it, but then again, I only put maybe 12 hours into the game. Yeah, I don't think people cared enough to really find an Easter egg. I couldn't find that there was an Easter egg for Revolver and Redemption. Revolver really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, to be at 920,000 sales, you know, units sold... And that's well into the life of the PS3 and all that doesn't really speak great things about it. So, all right. So let's go ahead and just jump into Red Dead Redemption. So, Sarge, what is your uh, what is your opinion of Red Dead Redemption? Hate it. Why'd you hate it? 
because the entire game was garbage. Please expand on that. I'm I'm quite curious as to why, because you are the only person I've ever heard that said it was a bad game. Everybody I know, I enjoyed Red Dead Redemption. So I'm quite curious as to why you thought it was a garbage game. It's 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 Grand Theft Auto, and like I said, horseshit and gunfire. Controls are not intuitive. You really have to take time to master those controls. Mm-hmm. So it's not an intuitive game that you can just pick up and play after hiatus. You actually have to get back in and like, okay, what are all the buttons again? What do all the things do? Stuff like that. It encouraged what's called camping in a multiplayer game. And that is just annoying as as all get up. I mean, it wasn't even as bad in GTA as it was in Red Dead Redemption. I'm not even talking about the multiplayer aspect of it. I'm just talking about the game in itself. I mean, visually it was pleasing, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. to me, it's like if I wanted to play a GTA game, I would play GTA. Yeah. You can remask it and reskin it and revoice it. And when I look at this game, even in even in campaign mode, like like Grand Theft Auto in campaign mode, it's essentially what I was playing. And it just after years of playing Grand Theft Auto, I really had no desire to to, to, to play another game like that. Okay. And that's just what Rockstar is known for nowadays. Yeah, Rockstar is in very much a uh, rinse and repeat cycle of their entire business. And unfortunately, that's what they have fallen into. Now, I know that Rockstar has kind of towed the waters of other things, but I think the best thing that Rockstar could do at this point is allow themselves to be bought out or pick up talent from other studios, other developers. You know, maybe go the way of, say, uh, every other company that Microsoft has bought up and started pumping out for Xbox solely. You know, I think that might be might be the best way. What was it they bought up not too long ago? ZeniMax? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that move, you know, as long as they don't become an Activision and start uh, eating up companies and then, you know, turning out the worst. So there are Easter eggs in Red Dead Redemption. That's that includes some of Red Dead Revolver, some of them being like uh, there's references to Lord of the Rings, Dragon Ball Z. And that's just in the achievement names. Yeah, I know there's I know there's those Easter eggs, you know, um, there's Easter eggs Uh, of all kinds. I was just referring to Easter eggs for Revolver specifically. Yes. So Red Dead Revolver. Let's see. Yeah, so the protagonist, Red Harlow, is mentioned yep. at campfires when the stories of him winning duels is spoken about. So if you just hang around a campfire with a bunch of NPCs, they'll start talking about Red Dead Revolver. Okay. I mean, the most the, the game has to do with redemption is that the character is mentioned. And, you know, <laughs> um, they they did say that. It was a spiritual successor to it. it. It happened in the same universe, but you know, at, at that point, how big was the universe of the Western world in that time period? You know, I mean, yeah, it really wasn't that big. So it probably didn't take long for stories to travel and get you know turned and morphed and tweaked and whatnot. So anyway, all right. So let's do a rundown of Red Dead Redemption. Of course, it was developed by Rockstar San Diego and published by Rockstar Games because Rockstar Games publishes all of the Rockstar games, which doesn't, I don't, yeah, the, that that whole thing didn't make sense to you. And I read it, it was like, it was a lot of Rockstar things. And so anyway. Um, they have to, they, they have a quota of how many times they have to insert Rockstar into something. So they just had to, you know. Well, you know, you, if you've ever turned on a game by Rockstar, you have to uh, load up at least 12 Rockstar logos <laughs> 
uh, just to start the game. I mean, how many times do you see that R star pop up on the screen? It's it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. I think Rockstar is a little bit up their butts as far as Rockstar employees can only use Rockstar approved bathrooms or Rockstar approved breaks. I wonder if they uh, can only drink Rockstar on the job. <laughs> All, all they can Rockstar, do. Rockstar has a bad case of diabetes. <laughs> uh, they, they cannot drink water. It is just uh, Rockstar energy drinks all day. It's uh, miserable, but they're all jacked up to Jesus all day long. <laughs> all right. Set in 1911. Uh, it was set in the decline of the American frontier. Story follows John Marston, former outlaw. Wife and son are taken hostage by the government and ransom for his services as a hired gun. With no other choice, he sets out to bring three members of his former gang to justice. The entire game is operating in third person. You don't have the option of switching back and forth, which I like it when a game allows me to change perspective for different things. I think it was Horizon Zero Dawn allowed me to go into first person view, which really helped when I needed to look at something, you know. Uh, it's a in these these games that give you these super detailed massive worlds. You sometimes need to focus in instead of like pulling out your gun and then like aiming at something, especially when it's somebody and they're going to respond to it. And that's 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 an issue I had. Like like Gears of War was the one that really put the over the shoulder third person shooter on, on the map, and that's that's just my opinion, right? Gears of War was a hell of a franchise. Outside of that, though, I mean, I didn't like that in Red Dead Redemption. I didn't like that on GTA. That's why when GTA Five had that massive update that allowed you to switch to first person, mm-hmm. everyone was playing in first person. Which I, you know, I don't mind driving a car in first person. I've never liked person. driving a car in first person, especially in a Capcom game, because you know all their uh, all the cars in Capcom games uh, steer from the back and. Trying to steer a car from the back wheels in a first-person view is a, is a nightmare. But go on. No, I'm just saying. I mean, it's like I don't approve of any modern game that's not first-person shooter at this point. If I'm going to play a first-person shooter, I much prefer to play mouse and keyboard over controller. If I'm playing controller, I'd rather do third-person. But that first-person view does come in handy for me when I'm trying to, again, look at something. So... Travels primarily by um, horseback and foot. The gunfights emphasize uh, the gunslinger gameplay and uh, really uh, stepped up the Deadeye mechanic that was used in Revolver, which I found neat at first and then frustrating because that seemed to be one of the only ways I could actually get the shots off when I wanted things to go faster, especially if I died in a fight and then I had to do it again it would go into slow motion and Deadeye in order to hit my marks. And I don't want to do that all the time. Just didn't want to. You call it Deadeye? That's what it's called. That's what... Uh, uh, you call it Deadeye. I say it's a complete and total ripoff of bullet time for Max Payne. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, sure. It, uh, it actually reminded me of the game Fear for mm-hmm. Xbox. You know, it, uh, in Fear, it was you know, used as a mechanic to help you do better at the game. And so I never minded entering that slow motion where you could still move at regular pace and everything was moving in slow motion. And it made gunshot wounds amazing because you could literally watch the person explode and then run through them. And then usually there was a scary girl on the other side of the blood gore. And um, it was, uh, that was frightening, but back to uh, the Western world, back to 1911. 
So games development lasted for over five years, and it became one of the most expensive video games ever made. Rockstar improved its proprietary uh, engine, Rage, uh, to increase its technological capabilities. The development team conducted extensive research visiting historical American landmarks and analyzing Western films to achieve realism when making the game. Now, I felt like it just kind of gave the general Western feel for the game, which was what we saw from uh, Western movies for forever. The Cowboys, which actually were not Cowboys the way that they've been sold to us for our entire lives. But, you know, if they're studying classic movies, like the Dollars Trilogy, of course, uh, yeah, I would expect it to have that about itself. So they hired professional actors to uh, do motion capture to get their body movements right. And of course, professional voice actors to do all the voiceovers for the game. You know, I think that's heard pretty, uh, pretty simply in the, in the game. It's, I think it made a big difference for cutscenes, especially it was a very cinematic movie. It, it gave you the, the grand overall, which that's actually one of the issues that I've, I've taken with, uh, with a lot of games is when I sit down to play a game, I want to play a game. I don't want to watch cutscenes over and over and over and over. You know, if you give me a cutscene, give me the option to skip it. I don't want to be stuck in a cutscene. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than dying in battle, dying in some part of the game, and then having to go back to the last checkpoint. And there's a cutscene in the middle of it, and you have to get, you know, through the cutscene each time that you die. It's it's quite aggravating. You look like you had thoughts. Um. The whole they went out and scoped out towns to make sure the game was like as accurate as can be. You know, they're not the first studio to do that. No, no. Forza, Forza Horizon, they have been doing that for years. Yeah, yeah. And years and years. And that's why their landscape and everything looks so beautiful in the game. Mm-hmm. Big fan uh, of the, I think for, it was, uh, the Forza games. Yeah, so I think Forza 5 it was. They actually strapped cars with cameras like google earth does and traveled all over the world mapping out roads to make them a hundred percent as accurate as they could get it in the game which is which is phenomenal yeah um, it was a, a fantastic racing game um i'm not usually a big fan yeah. of racing games but but that was was great i loved uh four and five i i played them uh way more than i should have and did uh way more terrible things which i do have a question so if I've been drinking and I play Forza, am I drunk driving? There was a few times I sat and I played Forza and uh, had a few drinks. And I was like, I'm driving terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, in that game, insurance wasn't a thing. So, um, nope. all right. One of the things they did for your transportation is, uh, you know, the horses. Which I did think it was a neat thing to give the horses different attributes. And you have to either tame a wild stallion, steal one or purchase one, but each of them came with different things about them for faster travel, trains and carriages, you know, going from GTA where you could just steal a car and just fly across town. That was a little frustrating. It's like, Hey, let me steal a horse and gallop for a bit. You know? Well, even in GTA, if you didn't feel like driving, you could catch a cab. Right. And skip everything. Mm-hmm. You skip your entire trip. So, yeah, and in most of the city, you could just grab a cab real quick. So in the undeveloped land uh, that makes up the largest portion of the world, 
It features the rugged landscapes, which I do feel like were a little uh, repetitious at certain points. Uh, you do come across occasional people, just people traveling around, bandits, and wildlife. The worst thing was to run into an angry bear in the middle of the woods when you're low on ammo and you, uh, you get bear attacked. Bear attacks would probably suck. Yeah, you could hardly bear it. Um, uh, again, you know. save them for afterwards. The, you know, they're they're just in me. the The dad jokes are just in me. It's a uh, it's a part of who I am. As a part of you know the living world that the game was, you could witness anything from public hangings, ambushes, pleas for assistance, encounters uh, with random strangers, ride by shootings, which I thought was a funny thing when I came across it because I always thought that just ride by shootings were a joke term. But no, they actually call them ride-by shootings instead of drive-by shootings. <laughs> and going back to that bear attack, you can uh, get attacked by, by animals. So, And if you uh, help out people, you, of course, you know, change the game and change the way that things uh, play out and all. Mm-hmm. So there's been plenty of games that have used this mechanic, the honor system. Okay, so the first game that I played that used something like this was Fable. And then I think one of my favorite games was... Um, Oh, and as I was going to say it, I don't remember. It's a game where you can like parkour and shoot lightning and stuff. I'm gonna have to anyway. You do good things, your character becomes good. I'll think of it in you know after we're done recording. Parkour so. and shoot lightning. Okay, that's that's a hell of a descriptor. Yeah, infamous, infamous. Yeah, which so I ended. It, I I went through infamous and picked the bad decisions the whole way through. And anytime I've decided to do that with a game, it's like I want to do the bad things, and then I end up just end up you know choosing the good stuff. With that game, I was I, I I was adamant. I stuck to it the whole way through, and I screwed myself because I ended with like tattoos and scars all over me. Like I killed my girlfriend, and or I I went to save my girlfriend, but killed innocent people, and I like I just all these bad things happened. And I chose when I put in the second game, it pulled my save file, and I started the second game with like random citizens on the screen on the streets like yelling at me and throwing rocks. And so I started the second game already at a lower point. <laughs> than a normal person would. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a little frustrating. <laughs> oh uh but I beat it. The snake file. Nope, nope. I went uh, I went for it. I went right through it and and just uh just did it. And um I was determined to get myself back in good graces, but then uh the part of me that went bad in the first game took over and by the end of it I was like, you know, killing random people on the streets and um hot dog vendors hated me <laughs> and it was uh it was like that. So anyway Make good choices, your character becomes good. Make negative choices, like murder, whatever, you get low fame in the game, and your character is hated by people, and it changes how people are going to interact with you as you go through the game. But you can disguise yourself with a bandana. <laughs> kind of thought it was ridiculous, because if if some jerk hole walks in, who I've known for a long time, and there's pictures of him up all over town, uh, yeah, I'm going to know it's him. When he walks in with just a bandana over his face. Bandana or not. <laughs> right, right. So, and another mechanic they took from GTA and, and put into this game was uh, the the whole stars and bounty system. <laughs> I feel like it was less fun in Red Dead Redemption, although, you know, it did keep me trying to do good things. So I didn't have the uh, uh, the bad, you know, the stars and you know, the lawmen and marshals and stuff coming after me. But one of the things that uh, I got very frustrated with was if something happened right before a cutscene, that thing was still happening in the cutscene, and I could see stars just waiting for me. 
like through, <laughs> through the cutscene. You know, there was one where I came out of a barn on a horse and trampled a dog like right away. And so the whole cutscene's happening and the dog's dying off to the side. And I'm like, I didn't mean to hurt the dog. <laughs> and I, I, I saw a start, you know, pop up and it would come and go just depending on the, the angle of the camera within that cutscene. And I had to watch a dog die and know that when the cutscene was over, I had to run <laughs> and uh, either run to go pay off my bounty or whatever. Uh, yeah, it just it, it became stressful for me. I did enjoy the game, but the one thing about that that was frustrating for me was in GTA, I could usually pop in some code and get something a lot more fun to destroy police helicopters and stuff in. In that game, I was pretty limited to Western weapons. Well, they they didn't have helicopters, so you were okay. Yeah. You know, in GTA, one of the things that I always uh, found happened every time was you would kind of get bored at a certain point playing the game and then look up codes and pop in stuff. And all of a sudden you were, uh, you know, super armored man and the game would go off its rails. I usually went back and finished most of them. I don't think I ever finished five. I don't think I did four. I know I got close to it, but you know, anyway, the game did introduce multiplayer, you know, as you were talking about. And one of the, uh, the multiplayer options was a Mexican standoff where you could move to any part of the player field in preparation for respawning enemies. And there's the camping you were talking about. You could just position yourself anywhere. And I felt like that was, was crap. I never played multiplayer in that one. I did play multiplayer in, uh, in Red Dead Redemption 2. All right. I am quite curious as to part of, of, of what you think about part of this. So the themes that were focused on was the cycle of violence, faith, government control, loss of innocence and freedom, manifest destiny, masculinity, social change, redemption, and it's also commentary for its uh, representation of Native Americans and violence. So I did not pick up all of that stuff when I played the game, but that was actually all the things that they kind of went through and checked that they wanted to put into, into the game. I'm sure it's there after you hit so many hours of playing, you will come into contact with with a lot of this stuff uh, within the game. I never put that sort of time into it because, like I said, I would put like 10 or 12 hours into the game itself before I was like, you know, screw this, I'm done. I never, like, there's stuff in GTA 5 that I see people talking about and people doing the things like that. Hell, there's stuff in Minecraft now that it's like my kids are talking about, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Because I just haven't played the game in so long, nor have I sunk any exuberant amount of time into trying to play the games right now. Yeah. And um, so what you just got on there was uh, something I actually realized about this when I was going through, uh, through all the research for, for these games, you know, I picked up just cause Four not, not too long ago. Great game. Had a lot of fun playing it, but when I put it down, I can go about my way for a week, two weeks, whatever, and come back to it and don't have a lot of catch up to do. I kind of get back to it with these games. These games are not meant for an hour here, an hour there. These are meant to be played in sections of time. You know, so you come back to the game and all of a sudden it's, wait, who was this guy? What importance is he? Do, can I just kill him and be done and move on? You know, it's you, you have to kind of reacclimate yourself into the game. One of the things for like uh, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare is coming out, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got to play the open beta and it was really fun. So it's going back to like the original Call of Duty roots, essentially, in a way. Yeah. 
However, they're benchmarking a lot of stuff, which, I, which you know, that's just a story for another time. But one of the things I did notice within the game is, like, especially a multiplayer, I can put multiplayer down, not play it, and not be that far behind if I pick it up a week or so later. For like, I can play an hour here and an hour there, and be perfectly content with multiplayer on on that thing. They did. They are instituting a bunch of like ground war type stuff, war zone style stuff within Call of Duty itself. This yeah. the, the, this game. So I'm curious to see where that's going to go. And that's that's something I kind of wish Red Dead Redemption would have done. That would have probably made multiplayer a lot more fun. Is map it. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh that was one of the things that did frustrate me is um yeah, sorry, that goes back to the controls complaint that we had earlier. Um, you know, overall I did like the game. It's not a top tier game for me, but I did I did really enjoy the game. So, all right, let's talk about development right quick. So, Rockstar began developing it in 2005, 800 people, including Rockstar San Diego team and uh staff from the parent company Rockstar. So, the game runs on the Rage engine, which was improved to work on the draw distance and rendering capabilities of the game. The game's developing and marketing budget was between $800 and $100 million, making it the most expensive game ever made. Development did receive controversy. Accusations of unethical work practices, including 12-hour days, six-day uh, six work weeks, and lower than the industry average salary increase. So I could not find for what it was at that time, but you know, Rockstar didn't get a lot of great press on on this one, on either either of these actually. But we'll get to that on so, the second one. So we'll touch on this in a later episode that we have planned, but uh the Rage engine, I think its iteration is nine nine, I think. Is it direct and this is the reason why i bring this up is because we're we're, we're going to talk about you know the development of the game was in a rage environment i think it was like rage five or four when red dead redemption came out i'm not quite sure i don't remember but uh there are rage is a direct competition to the unreal engine and i think unreal unreal is iteration five if i remember right from my research Again, that's something for another story, but that's that's an important comparison to have when we're talking about Rockstar's development of games because the original GTA and even Vice City was done on Rage Three, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously getting better, but it kind of seems to be their their engine. They kind of just stay in, and it might be good for them to kind of branch out of that. But all right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all right. So DLC. So you had Outlaws to the end. It was released in June 2010, added six competitive or cooperative side missions for multiplayer. Legends and Killers, August 2010, um, added multiplayer characters from Red Dead Revolver, as well as new map locations and a tomahawk weapon. Liars and Cheats, September 2010, um, more multiplayer uh, stuff, mods, minigames, characters, and a uh, weapon. Uh, hunting and Trading, October 2010. So they had just knocked out 2010. Uh, with their their uh, DLCs. And so that was uh, Hunting and Trading. Added a jackalope to the game's world. Some additional outfits. All of those did okay at best. Now, the Undead Nightmare was the one that actually did the greatest. Single-player campaign, zombie apocalypse-themed, alternate reality, ghost towns, cemeteries, full of zombies, where uh, the main character searches for a cure to the zombie outbreak. 
It is non-canon. It was released in October 2010 as DLC in late November as a standalone expansion pack. And the issue I have with this expansion, they released the game on its own. They did not know it was going to be as uh, popular as it was, but they missed a huge, huge opportunity for that name. And I hate it when, when companies do this. What's the name of the game? Red Dead Redemption. This is called Undead Nightmare. Why wouldn't they call it Red Undead Redemption? It, it, seems- it doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I mean, I, I'm not going to back you on that one. That, that kind of doesn't roll off the tongue. I'll back myself. I mean, even if they miss, even if it's a play on words to look all cutesy and crap. I mean, I I'll back myself. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you say. <laughs> so anyway, super well received. IGN identified that Red Dead Redemption's narrative and themes reflected modern society, including racism, government power, and immigration. GameSpy found that they occasionally felt preachy, but were typically more nuanced than expected. And Games Radar ranked it sixth on its list of best games. Let's talk about the sales right quick. So before the release of the sales, Michael Patcher of Wedbush Securities estimated it would need to make or need to sell at least 1.75 million units to break even and 3.5 units to earn a profit. It sold more than that. So Red Dead Redemption was the best-selling game of May 2010, sold over 5 million copies in its first three weeks. By September, the game had shipped 6.9 million copies. It was the fifth best-selling game of 2010. And in order, we got number one, Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops. Number two, Madden 11. Number three, Halo Reach. Number four, Super Mario Bros. Wii. And number five, Red Dead Redemption. And so over 11 million copies were sold by August 2011. Two million of those were um, Undead Nightmare. So to me, there is... This is going to sound conspiracy theorist, and I'm okay with that. So towards the, the their main push to push Red Dead out, I do know that Rockstar had a bunch of server latency issues with their call of duty servers while trying to bring the red dead servers back online and the instability of the call of duty was actually i'm not gonna say forcing people but to me it sounds like it was forcing people they were popping up online going oh the servers are still full and there's lots of long queues but we went ahead and opened up more room on our red dead servers if you want to pop on over there and play you know and I remember soldiers. I was still in the army in 2010, so I mean, I remember soldiers just going out and buying the damn game just so they could play, so they could have something a rock star game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just like, that's a little shysty in my opinion. And all of a sudden, magically, it's fixed. Ooh. Oh, I I think that they totally you know pulled some uh, shysty business maneuvers there to kind of funnel people over to their their Red Dead servers and all. And it was a it was a shitty move. So uh, all right. Are you ready for Red Dead 2? But even if you're not, we're going to talk about it. So I know. I mean, it's one of those stupid questions we yeah. ask. Like, kids, are you ready to go to bed? No? Well, too bad. Right, right. So released PlayStation 4 in October 2018, and then Windows and Stadia in 2019, November 2019. So this one you could actually shift between first and third person perspective, which was better. I didn't play a whole lot of Red Dead 2, but I played enough to go, okay, cool, I like it. I feel like I'm playing the same game as I already did. And that I am 100% convinced that they just made the same game with a new storyline. But there was something kind of cool that I did uncover in all this. So 
For the first game, the player controls uh, Arthur Morgan, member of the the Van Van Der Lead gang, and uh, you know you go through all the missions and everything with him. And then the player controls John Marston, so you actually get two characters to control in this game. Um, outside the missions, you know you could free roam the interactive world, running into the same sort of things: um, hangings, you know, pleas for help, bear attacks, or animal attacks, whatever. Yeah. They did. I improved the melee attacks and gave you some more weapons to choose from. They gave you some explosions as well. That's really the only upgrade to the weapons. Here's some dynamite. Go have fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm convinced that uh, again, Red Dead Two was the same game with a new coat of paint on it. I, I really feel like that's all it really was. Uh, they did allow you to use a bow and wield uh, dual wield weapons, which was neat. But then that kind of played against the whole Deadeye mechanic of things entirely. And I kind of thought that was weird and dumb. But, okay, so same sort of things. Uh, Stagecoaches, trains, and horses to get around. You have to, uh, you get various breeds. You have to steal horses or train them, buy them. Same thing. All right. Wasn't there an achievement for walking? There was. So you could increase the bonding with your horse. Grow the bonding by walking it could lead it so off the horse but just kind of leading it along you could pet it you could clean it you could feed it uh you could tamagotchi it basically you kind of like we're setting everyone up for something immoral you you could get achievements for doing shit with your horse yeah i'm not i'm not talking i mean it's not that type of game sarge it's just it's not i saw your face i don't think you could do that i don't think you could take your horse behind the barn and uh <laughs> have a little horseplay yeah <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Along with the stagecoaches and the trains, you know, you could interrupt or join in on robberies and all. And that stuff you could really lean into in the uh, in the multiplayer, which I did think was neat. That was the biggest thing about multiplayer for me that I did enjoy in that game was you could, be, you know, have a posse and, and you know, do all the things. So you could live out your wildest fantasies. You know, you could play poker, blackjack. It really was just really minor upgrades to to the first game. You got some better guns. You got some different interactions with people. You got two different characters. The part that really got me about it, the the part that I really saw was really, really cool, was at a certain part in the story, the Pinkerton Detective Agency became involved, which is actually a real historical Yes, Yes, it is. You know, what did the Pinkerton Detective Agency do? They were like the bounty hunters, if I remember right. Well, they did bounty hunting, uh, which was not really something that was said they did but everybody knows they did at that point in time but they uh busted up uh working uh work groups and labor unions and and stuff like that you know uh, uh, businesses would hire them to do certain things for them they didn't really take on clients of you know individual clients and all so yeah i thought it was just kind of cool that they incorporated that into the story back to uh development of this game you want to guess how much money uh went to the development marketing budget of this game Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah. Um, I'd say a cool 30 million. Oh, no. No. There is a three in there. I'll give you that. I'm just a lot of millions off, huh? You you are a lot of millions off. A lot of millions. We'll say 1.3 million. Nope. All right. So I'm just going to go and tell you and have you stop guessing. Thank you. Yep. So this really stepped up the most expensive game ever made. It's not actually a number was found on it. But it's estimated to be between 370 to $540 million was spent on developing and marketing for this game. They made their money back, though. They did. Rockstar actually caught all of their studios. 
So this game has more Rockstar logos <laughs> loading than any other Rockstar game because it's every one of them. But then the Rockstar Daddy uh, published the game. So Rockstar San Diego put together a rough outline of the game. 2012, rough script started. Rockstar Games then realized that it wouldn't uh, work with just one studio, and that's when they got all of them involved and then changed the name to Rockstar Studios instead of Rockstar San Diego and other cities. I don't even know what all Rockstar Studios they have, but it took around uh, 1,600 people to facilitate development of the game, and around 2,000 people actually worked on the game total. That's the biggest labor force of uh, game development that I've ever seen. Well, when Assassin's Creed, I want to say the second one came out, that was uh, four, three or four Ubisoft studios worked on that. And they pulled a huge, I don't think it was 500 million. They pulled a lot though. But they, they pulled in a lot of, I mean, it was so bad that they went to, if they didn't get the game out on time, that all their investors over, I want to say it was like in France or something like that, were going to like hostile take over the company. Like mm-hmm. it was, they wanted their money back like yep. quick, fast, and in a hurry. I do remember that became an investor fiasco. Yes. Yes, yeah, it did. That, uh, that, that really hurt them. So, but they put out a damn good game. So, yes, they did. You know, one of the things that Assassin's Creed has working for itself is they are not limited by any time period because they can literally go to any time period as they have. Uh, I, di- I haven't played the the Egyptian one yet. They could literally go into anyone, any time period. You know, it's basically if you had some, you know, uh, like Quantum Leap did parkour <laughs> and had knives. Like, you know, he goes to different time periods, goes into different people, and uh, experiences those those uh, those time periods. Yes, I'm. I'm gonna say it here. Hot take: <laughs> Assassin's Creed is Quantum Leap with knives and parkour. Yeah, did you know Quantum Leap's getting a reboot? Uh, it, it's already started. Um, yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't watched it. And I don't know if I'm going to because uh, nah, I may give it a chance. I don't know. Uh, I I did give the the Munsters movie a chance, and oh god, is it bad? I would like to do another conversation about the Munsters movie because it. Uh, d- well, it's not really gonna be a conversation because it just sucks. All right. Woody Jackson worked on the original GTA Five. Uh, he did the the uh, score for Red Dead Two, I mean, he had three different three different scores to complete. You know, score for the narrative, score for interactive parts of the game, and then an ele- environmental score. Which you know, I, th- I thought was kind of neat that he actually had to come up with three different things for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he purchased several instruments used by the Wrecking Crew that were featured on other classic cowboy movies like the dollars trilogy to Mm -hmm. use in this, which I think is really cool to use that and bring in that spirit of, you know, the sound of that, which. Yeah. But we just said the sound of those older style instruments is unique. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, you could start whistling the, the the tune to like a fistful of dollars Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, like the dollars trilogy. And almost anybody over the age of 30 into their forties or above are going to be like, yeah. I know that. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's going to make everybody snap to attention. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those sounds that just kind of gets in your head and never leaves. But those, uh, those instruments do have a special, you know, way about them that carries over. It's kind of like when, you know, a, a restaurant opens a second location for the first time, they take over pots and pans because it carries over part of that, you know, specialness about it. And I actually think there's a lot of, you know, stuff that goes along with it. Uh, no, no, like 
a uh, a well seasoned cast iron skillet carries that flavor with it when you use it in other things. That's why a good cast iron skillet is a damn good thing. Cast iron skillet is the bulletproof vest of cookware. You uh you can't kill a cast iron skillet. If you if it gets all rusty, you can get that shit back. It might take you a little bit to put some flavor into it, but I love me a good cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. That's right. cooking with danger. Oh yeah, I got a lot more cooking stuff. Got a lot more. But anyway, originally due for release in the second half of 2017, the game was delayed twice. First to quarter one and quarter two of 2018, and then later October of 2018. I am okay with with games being delayed because uh, uh, what's his name that created uh, Mario and was all that? I forget his name. Anyway, he said to put out a game that's unfinished, it's remembered forever for being a bad game. To delay a game, the delays don't get remembered. The great game gets remembered. And I, it's like with all the open testing that all these games do now, for example, uh, the new Call of Duty game did a huge, huge mm-hmm. open test. Um, if you purchased a copy of the game, you were able to play the open beta for sure. If you didn't, you could sign up for the open beta and maybe you got, you know, maybe you got checked out. But they were essentially testing, I think they tested like three maps and a bunch of weapon classes, everything like that. And essentially, they tested the entire game for an entire weekend. Actually, it was longer than that. It was like four days or five days, something like that. Yeah, I thought it was longer than that because I, I knew several people that were playing it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a it was a fun fun game, and mm-hmm. they tested it. And I don't think well, well, there were some things like floating chunks or blocks from the screen. I think it'll I think it'll go good. It's probably going to be a huge patch once it comes out, like everything else is. But we'll see. Yeah. When you put out a game early like that and let people play with it, you're you're going to expect to run into errors and all. That's why you that's why you beta test it and you put it out to people so they can they can run through it. I think the one game that surprised me that it lasted so long on on being in test mode out to the public was uh PUBG. They actually put out physical copies of the beta test of PUBG and people were buying it. And so that was just what the game became. Was just that yeah. that beta test. So I mean, Ark when, when when you when you fire up the game Ark, that's what it is. It says that this game might not improve, but yet the uh, Ark Two is already slated to come out. You know, I mean, if it works, it works. Cool, let it uh, let it ride. So, all right, this was the first time that Rockstar had specifically built a game for a generation of consoles instead of making a game and then there's that generation and they put it out on that. So they actually were building this for the eighth generation of consoles. So it was uh, released in 2018 for PlayStation, and it was a launch title for Stadia. Now, you got a Stadia, didn't you? I thought you got a Stadia. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Why am I sorry uh, for that? Web- Cloud-based gaming? Yeah. The uh, What was it? Amazon's yeah, I, deal? No, that was the Luna, but it was okay. Google Stadia, and that's actually shutting down. Okay. Stadia is shutting down. Not a, not a surprise. So... Um, Microsoft owns the market right now. Oh yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. So it was widely anticipated and marketed before its release. It broke several records upon release. It had the highest, biggest launch in history of entertainment. And that's entertainment. That's movies. That's uh, everything. So it had uh, 750 million in sales opening weekend, and it exceeded the lifetime sales of Red Dead Redemption in two weeks. It 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 squashed other stuff real quick. So, yeah. Overall, this series has uh, nines and tens. In nines and tens, I mean, it's um, 
the uh, the game is highest rated PlayStation Four and Xbox One on Metacritic, along Star, uh, alongside Rockstar's GTA Five. It's the fifth highest rated game overall on Metacritic. Uh, Games Radar said, story-wise, this is perhaps the boldest AAA game ever made, praising its unpredictability and the narrative comparing the game's high-caliber epilogue to the narrative of Last of Us. I don't really have a full opinion of the uh, the narrative of Red Dead Redemption 2. I can see they put a lot into it, but I, I really felt like it was a repeat of the first game. If they wanted to, if they wanted to tell me that it was a big AAA blockbuster, the best that's ever been done, then they would need to have to close out the series at some point. And like, I'm, I'm beating this horse, right? Gears of War. They closed out the primary series of Gears of War after Gears of War three. Mm-hmm. But there were more. best, but there were because then if it stopped following the main character of Marcus Phoenix and started following his his son. And the impact that Marcus Phoenix and his team had and what his son has to deal with. So they closed out one series to open up another. Mm -hmm. And if you want to tell me that it's going to be a good AAA blockbuster game, that you need to close out the series and pick it up somewhere else. Okay. And so what if the third one was actually closing out the series like they did the third one in Gears of War? Then, then, then close out the series and, and make it a good one. But right now, there is no end. No. And I don't think there's going to be an end. Kind of like uh, we're not seeing an end to GTA Five. <laughs> it's just it lives online. And, I mean, it, they have no reason uh, financially to do anything other than because it, um, you know, it's doing uh, gangbusters online. It's, it's, it's killing it online. And uh, What's the difference between a cow and GTA Five? I don't know. You can't you can't milk a cow for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Uh, agreed. I I do think it's time to uh, to put something else. But I will say that Rockstar has kind of leaned into the whole modding community and allowed people to do stuff, which I think is neat when developers do that. It allows people to make the game what they want. Um, I did see a Superman mod for GTA recently. That um, there's Superman. There's Iron Man. There's now RP servers. There's but uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But somebody took the GTA map and used the um, Insomniac engine that was used for the Spider-Man game and made a Superman game, which I thought was neat. It was, uh, I thought it was a neat move, and uh, that Spider-Man game was phenomenal. But anyway, all right, won tons of awards. It won tons of them. You know, I could go through the list of awards, but I'm not going to because it's not necessary. If there was an award, it won it. That game won everything. It got to the, the point where people were tired of seeing GTA 2, or yeah, um, Red Dead Redemption 2 win something else when it came out. It just, it, it became taxing. Game of the Year, South by Southwest Gaming Awards, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so remember when I mentioned the Pinkerton thing? So Securitas AB the parent company of the now Pinkerton or the modern day Pinkerton issued a cease and desist notice to take two interactive or rockstar parent company, basically on December 13th of 2018, assisting, uh, asserting that uh, red dead redemptions Two uh, use of Pinkerton's name and badge imagery was against their trademark and demanded royalties for each copy of the game sold, or they would take legal action. 
Take Two filed a complaint against Securitas on January 11, 2019, maintaining that the Pinkerton name was strongly associated with the Wild West and uh, its use of the term did not infringe on the Pinkerton trademark. Take Two sought summary judgment to declare uh, to use Pinkerton's name in the game as allowed. Basically, they went back and forth. Pinkerton claimed that the uh, their portrayal in the game was baseless and inaccurate, and uh, Pinkerton employees would have to explain to their young game players why Red Dead Redemption 2 encourages people to murder Pinkertons, <laughs> but hope <laughs> that the company would come to an amicable solution by April 9, 2019. Securitas withdrew its claims, and Take-Two moved to withdraw its complaint. So, I think it's funny that, you know, while yes, I think part of the Pinkerton agency was like, wait, there people aren't supposed to know that we did that stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's, let's cover up history here, folks. Yeah, you know, because the best way to cover up history is to sue, as we've we've learned in, in our lifetime. And in the end, they just went, yeah, okay, we're done. We're, we're getting out. And backed up. All because they uh, they didn't want to have to explain why people in the game were encouraged to kill the Pinkerton agents. <laughs> that it all came down to that, according to, to what I found. I think it's great. So, let's talk about some controversies right quick. The controversy of long work hours continues. They work their people for 100-hour work weeks, and uh, they just interpreted it as crutch time. So they had crunch time from 2005 to 2018 or whatever. It, it just, it, Rockstar is not good to its people. Many employees were not compensated for their overtime and insisted or instead depended on year-end bonuses that hinged on the sales performances of the game. So if they were working 100-hour work weeks, that means they were working seven days a week, 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. They... Mm. They work their people nonstop. Make me make me an hourly employee. Yeah, but, I mean hell. But they wouldn't pay them overtime, and I mean many people sued uh, Rockstar and Take Two. None of them went anywhere. By 2020, several employees reported that the company had made significant changes as a result of the publicity surrounding their work culture, and many were cautiously optimistic about Rockstar's future. So that put Rockstar in the hot seat as far as publicity goes because people are going, well, they make they make really fun games, but they're shit to their employees, <laughs> which that doesn't make me want to play or buy Rockstar games. You know, I don't want to support a company that, that treats people like that, personally. All right. In November of 2018, YouTuber Shikaro, I think it's S-H-I-R-R-A-K-O, Shirako. Yeah, he posted videos of uh, of his character murdering female suffragette NPCs. Female what? So the women that were in the game that were trying to get women's rights, you know, that, that part mm. of history. Yeah. So then people started flocking online and making videos of them doing this, of hog tying the, uh, the female protesters and throwing them in swamps, dropping them down, down mine shafts, all sorts of... Uh, of things and so Rockstar didn't didn't receive a lot of good press around that either. But if you're going to open a game to be able to do anything in the game, then those people are, you know, you're gonna put those characters in the game as NPCs, they're at risk of dying too, of being fed to alligators and drop down mine shafts. It's just it's what the game is. So you either change that core structure of it or you allow that to happen. It's kind of up to you. If you're throwing the Pinkerton agency in there. Why not throw in 
suffragettes and make that all part of it. So anyway, that is uh, that's all I got on Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Revolver was a good game until it stopped being a good game. I really enjoyed Red <laughs> Dead Redemption. I wished Red Dead Un- or Red Undead Redemption was a game instead of Red or instead of uh, Undead Nightmare. Yeah, I'm gonna stand by that one. I don't care how much you want to shake your hand and squint your eyes at me. Uh, no, no, I don't care. Not saying you're wrong because you can't be, but you're you're wrong. I I can be wrong, and I have been wrong many times, but I'm not wrong about this. You're wrong now. Nope, not wrong about this. I'm I'm gonna just gonna refute you every time on that. I don't care how much you you want to put up a fight on it, but. You know, if there's anything that I feel like needs to be taken away from from Red Dead is that the treatment of employees for big, you know, AAA games should really be focused on more. It has been. Yeah, no, I know it has been, but I feel like it should be looked at more and kind of brought up and talked about more. They'd be given a fair shake in uh, in labor discussions and labor courts and whatnot. So anyway, closing Thoughts on Red Dead Redemption, or you shared all your thoughts. You don't like it. I don't like it. I I think the game's a turd bucket. I don't have a lot to say about the narrative of the second one. I didn't play it enough to really do that or to get that out of it. I can say that I I enjoyed what I played of it, but I played enough of it to realize it was the first game with uh, some some pretty minor some pretty minor upgrades. You know, explosions, new guns, bow and arrow, whoop whoop. You know, a game that gives me credit for going okay nice horsey good horsey come on over here horsey outside of animal crossing no other game should do that especially a game that allows me to feed female protesters to alligators (laughs) i do have another question for you yeah what do you call a happy cowboy i don't know what a jolly rancher oh nice nice Mm -hmm. nice what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo not sure One's big and heavy, and one's a little lighter. Mm, yeah. Okay. How the cowboy saved so much money? I don't know how. His horse gave him a couple bucks every day. Mm. Mm. That's a rodeo joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to pick theme ones for this episode. Did you know that the star on the Dallas Cowboys helmet is their review on Amazon? One star. Mm. <laughs> I was incredibly surprised. When I found out the stationery store had moved. <laughs> I like that one. Well, I don't have any more, so. All right. Well, I'll save my other ones for next time. I'm out of my cowboy themed ones, so. Oh, okay. But anyway, thank you for joining us for a, another episode of the Is For Podcast. I appreciate everybody coming back. And uh, until next time, have a good one. Goodbye. So long. Take Bye care, well. everyone. Yeah. All right. Bye. It's over. Done. Done.